try to tell them we up next. You can't stop that. Uh-huh. <laughs> this your favorite podcast, favorite podcast. Every show is lit, baby. You know what we finna do. Slick on talk that slick talk. He gon' get political. Okay. Do not switch topics. Nope. Niggas is toxic. Poppy shots don't always say it's something wrong. But if you don't like it, what we saying, nigga? Oh, well. We try to tell you, baby. This might not go yeah. well. <laughs> this might not go. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of This Might Not Go Well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Episode 117, we in the building. You ain't know who it is. It's the host with the most, B Breezy, a.k.a. Poppy Sazon. Yes, yes, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Slick Grayson. How y'all doing out there? Yes, yes, yes. You already know how this goes. Please follow us on all social media at This Might Not Go Well. If you need branded deals, business opportunities, please email us at thismightnotgo at gmail.com. And if you are listening to this on Apple or Spotify, please leave us a five-star and a review because that helps out with the algorithms. Okay, episode 117, we here. Let's do our weekly check-in, brother. How you feeling? I'm feeling good today. I feel like we tried to do this before, but you know they'll never hear that part. So <laughs> I'm feeling, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. Uh, definitely had an amazing therapy session. Had a, a, a amazing opportunity fall into my not fall into my lap. I guess my work has spoke for itself. Whether some people believe, yes, it or you not. worked for it. Yeah, bring so, yourself up. So definitely got a, a, a career changing opportunity. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. But I, I, I wanted to heart back on my therapy session for just a minute. So it's gonna be a little. You know, they, you said they like when we do that deep shit. Like when we yep. go, when we go deep. No, see, that's how you know having fun. But um, yeah, me and my therapist were talking about just like life and progress, the opportunity, just things of that nature. And we whittled down life to just life is just a series of wins and losses, right? And that can mean a lot of different things. And we go in cycles. You're gonna have good times. You're gonna have bad times. You're gonna have some wins that in the short term look like wins that in the long term maybe they're not so much. You're gonna have some losses that in the short term. Might seem like, you know, all right, this is the worst thing ever. And in, in the long term, it's like, oh, no, that actually did benefit me in the long term. You know, you find a way to win through it, work through it, right? So I've been fixated on that because I'm like, you know, it's my 30 years. Ah, that still hurts to say. I told my kids I was 30. They was like, damn. I was like, you little bitches. <laughs> but, you know, to, to, to have 30 years and to come up and I guess what the word would be, not the status quo in the sense of like, you know, wasn't in the streets wasn't you know to, to be able to have a career not really getting too much trouble to be able to have opportunities to travel to do a lot of things that like for the for the, i guess i don't want to say average black person but things that like you know a generation before us wasn't able really able to do to be honest with you you can even um brought it out to average american because even people from different races don't didn't get to experience some of the stuff that we got to experience that's a fendi but then you say you think about it as just black men so to be in that that space and then now you know we're, we're we're like well what you always think you could be doing better like you always look at like how the world's going like the, the funny thing is like when we we say things like oh damn we came up in the era of you had to just get a job with some benefits <laughs> you straight and then people Boy. was making hundreds of thousands to millions of dollars playing video games it's like damn we was like five to ten years away from just being in that era like, oh, what we could do anything kind of situation you know but that's not necessarily a loss. Like you won the game that you were taught to play, but you also realize that you can do a lot of things now, right? So I'm just I'm fixated. I'm like, so I wonder, like, how do you deal with your wins and losses? Like, I guess that's my opening question for today. 
Oh, man. Uh, comparison is the thief of joy. I suffer from that as as anyone else. Like, it's hard, it's hard not to compare yourself, especially because, you know, I would say b- before social media, you only really had, like, your general area. Like, you, you always had, like, an idea, like, probably, like, let's say entertainment industry. You know, oh, yeah, entertainment industry are those people in that are doing very well back in the days, but you never really had I feel like due to social media, the reach is global now. So when you used to just compare yourself probably to your town or city, now you kind of compare yourself to the world. And that is so difficult to even think of because it's like, it's really hard to even like put yourself up against other people in different categories, in different, you know, in different categories. So, so I had to stop doing that myself. So back to the balance of wins and losses, I just try to be internally grateful. And one thing that my therapist always told me is, Brian, stop minimizing yourself. And I think that's something that helps me out with the balance. Because sometimes I always think that other people's problems are more significant than mine or other people's achievement. Not other people's achievements is more significant than mine, but I, I downplay myself. And you have to have a healthy ego in the balance. Having a healthy ego and a healthy pride helps out with the balance because sometimes you just got to talk your shit sometimes. <laughs> you got to talk your shit as a person. Like, yo, like you said, I got to travel to these places. Got my master's. <laughs> you know, you're about to go get a letter certification to, to big yourself up. You feel me? You're not dependent on no one. You know, you got your own bread. Like, you can go purchase some things. You know, you don't have to, you know, you got to talk yourself. Now, granted, there's a balance within that talking your shit, but I feel like my answer to to that question is having a balanced ego, so it can make you strive for more, but also remind you of your accomplishments. I dig that. You know, we were talking something that came to my mind too. I was like, "Yo, I feel like I feel like my best when the people around me is doing their thing." But I think that I also, you know, this is gonna be weird. I guess it's like again another side note. I feel like. I had like I don't even know if it was a traumatic experience, but it's like it's something that I look back to. I'm not gonna go into experience, but like a, a moment like early on in like freshman year of high school where like I really changed the way that I saw myself. I think I always had like you know, I, I've been candid. I said I've always had like this idea of like not thinking as highly of myself as I probably should, or thinking about my mm-hmm. capabilities in that way, and not putting myself in spaces that I probably could thrive in. But it's just like all right, that I'm like I'm Shikamaro. Like if you watch Naruto, like that's such a drag. I don't want to do this shit. <laughs> it's mad work. I don't want to put myself in those positions. But just to be in a position of, like seeing all your friends eating, you know, putting providing you. I find like I'm the first. You know, I'm the first nigga to find something out, and I'll share it with everybody. I don't get keep. But it's just also yeah, that I go through it myself. And it's like, you see people doing great things. I'm like, it's dope. But I can do it. And it's like, I, I feel like I've always held myself back. So I feel like I could have won more, but I'm also scared of losing. You know, if that makes sense. I have a fear of loss. And I think that that may, has made me influence a lot of my decision making over my, my 30 years. Especially do you think in- that fear increased as you get older? I feel like that happens with me. Yo, as I got older, I don't give a fuck. Not saying I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck in general. But it's like, I stopped caring. Because I've realized mm. that I've been very fortunate in life to have a lot of opportunities come my way because of the things that I thought were a problem, like being a nice guy, being helpful, putting others in a position to win. Like, yo, come come with me. Come, let's let's go through this together. Let's join this. Let's try this. Let's, I'm doing I got this chance. Like, not gatekeeping, right? And 
in my moments of loss, sometimes I'll be frustrated. Like, did I have to bring people with me through this? Or did I have to put this person here or this, that? But it's like, that was always a, a negative trait, right? But I think, again, in the last last five years, and especially in the last 18 months, I have definitely been in that space where it's like, yo, I, I'm ex- I don't mind putting myself in these spaces. Or like, if I get in the space, it's just like, fuck it, I'm going to do it. And, I'm, and I think my thing, too, is like, I can kind of read the situation, you know, how much I can give. And then like, oh, I could do just this much and it'll still be better than most people's, <laughs> you know, it's not to be kind yes. but it's like, damn, imagine if I actually took this shit serious. And I think that became like a character trait. So I think in that regard, like I don't, I, I kind of, I don't get harder on myself about the losses, but I'm definitely like, oh, I could win a lot more. Oh, that's, I agree with that heavily. I do. I, I try to live by the no regrets and I end up having a lot of regrets. So I definitely agree with you on that. What I mean by earlier by um, as you get older, does that fear grow? I feel like as I get older and I start acquiring more stuff, I have more stuff to lose compared to, because I remember, I think I said this like probably 20 or 30 episodes ago about um, how I miss being impulsive and how I miss just doing stuff with without the thought. And I realized, oh, that's because now I have things to lose. I have, you know, it's not, you know, I'm not in a position of where my back against the wall. So it, it gets harder and you grow a fear of taking risks. But like you said, oh, life is just a series of moments of ups and downs. So you just got to take that risk. Now, granted, everybody who's listening, try to do as best as you can with any type of research on any risk that you're going to take. But don't be what I think I'm learning right now is is taking more risk. Cause at the end of the day, you only have one life. That's you gotta I ain't gonna lie to you. Didn't the cliches that I've been hearing all my life, I see why why they pop up from old niggas because they've lived it. Yeah. <laughs> you tell you you tell young people that shit. <laughs> I had a conversation with a kid the other day. He had a moment like he like he he's a quiet he, he reminds me of me in a sense of like his demeanor. Like he's clearly if he wanted to be he could be so much more, but he's confident and comfortable in his space. He's quiet. He reserved. He can be with any. He can blend in any group. When they make jokes, and he doesn't have and his ego, doesn't prevent him from being in the joke. And I think it also limits his boundary. So apparently, like he got mad he threw a chair or something. Like a, a girl, a little girl smacked him. He like threw a chair. I wasn't in the room. I heard about it. But then they mm-hmm. say, "Oh, holla!" So I told to the kid, I'm "Like, yo, bro, what's going on with you?" And he, first, he was like, "Oh, nothing, nothing. I'm cool. I'm cool. I just, I just pushed the chair out the room." But then we talked about, it, I was like, "Yo, man, like, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta do these things because like, you no one's going to do it for you. You know, you gotta have these conversations. You gotta be able to open up because if you don't draw those boundaries, then it's gonna be a lot of times you're gonna uh, let things happen that don't need to happen. You're gonna take a lot more losses than you need to take, and you're not gonna know how to deal with it, especially at this age, right? I was like, I didn't start learning how to yeah. deal with this shit till I was like 23, 24. You feel me? So even being able to have those conversations and in part like, yo, bro, like, you you know, every door that closed and, and all that other shit I was saying, like, it was, it was authentic in the moment. I'm like, yo, this is real shit. And even a 14 year old might not want it. Or he's 13, 13 and almost dunking and shit. And I was just like, damn. Like, yeah. And it's just like. He's not going on here or none of that stuff. Yeah. But, but it's like he was. Shit got truth to it. Yeah. And it's like, you just get to that point. It's like, well, you know, how do I manage this? Cause I'm like, you're going to have it forever. I think the coolest thing my therapist said was like, yo, Every time you lost and you just you you can feel like you're losing for for months, even years sometimes. And once you, I don't want to say accept it, but you normalize whatever the experience was, a win comes, you know. And then like it's an opportunity. I applied for it. I didn't think I was going to. Not to say I didn't think I was going to get it, but I was. I understood 
if I didn't get it. You know, I understood what I've shown in my profession and what could I could have shown versus what I don't show all the time. You know, mm. and what I could grow in. I under, like I know myself. And the moment I had a rough week and Riley were like a rough couple of days or whatever, and I was really down on myself, and I was like, you know what, fuck it, this happened. We learn from it. You make the changes. And as soon as I had that epiphany, boom, email and inbox. Congratulations. Ah, 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 you get this opportunity. And I was like, oh, shit, you know? And it's just like, that's just how it goes. It's like, all right, a lot of this shit for the last year, he's like, you reflect on it. I was like, it don't matter. It happens. Things, yes. things happen. Things hurt. I, I, think it, I think one thing is important is identifying the wins and losses sometimes. I think sometimes we misidentify what a loss is, and we, and we kind of misidentify what a win is sometimes. I feel like oftentimes they, like you said, you could go through a, a month of bad losses that you deem that are losses, but a win does come by. Now you just have to make sure that you're aware that it is a win, because oftentimes when you when you're in like in dark spaces, you can't fathom unless it's like a, a big win that can like destroy all the losses that you just acquired. But sometimes what I realize with me is. The small wins count. <laughs> Even though I'm going, I'm going through stuff either from work, from personal and stuff. But like, just recently, um, one of my boys, one of my Neils, got into um, grad school off of my recommendation. Not necessarily a win for me; is a huge win for him. But he came and told me, "Big bro, I got into that program that you wrote me for." That was a small win for me. That that made me feel happy, and I was like, and I was I was feeling down that week. And then, come a lot of situation, one of my other deals hit me up for a recommendation as well. So now it's just kind of like, even though it's not that win, it's not really impacting my life or changing the trajectory of my life per se in a huge way. But me understanding that I have an impact or I'm able to help someone was a small win for me, and I I think identifying those small wins can help you up to the big wins. That's offendy. That's offendy. And I think even like I was reading something just now, I was like, oh, well, how the wins and losses, like you, you help your friends the wins and losses. Like, you got to be there. You got to listen. You got to talk. Sometimes I realize, you know what the craziest shit is? Sometimes the motherfucker just needs you to listen. They don't need to answer. They might be thinking they want to answer. But sometimes you have, a lot of times for the shit you go through, you have an answer, you know? So you like, like even like, and then I said last year, it was a tough year. For it was in one special, one specific area. The other areas is popping, and sometimes you be like, "Oh shit, you can't." You're so blinded by that one area, you can't even see, you know. So to be in these positions that we are in, as you know, now thirty year old black men who are in their professions, and I know people, they, you, we talk about the podcast. Like, I don't put my face out there just because of the profession for real, for real. But mm-hmm. it's like, yo, we have done a lot, and you see how the world is changing, and you're just like, there's so much more we can do. And it's going to be so many more losses we're going to take. It's going to be so many more wins we're going to make. And, you know, and it's all just a matter of, you know, that understanding of how those things flow. So, I mean, we, I mean, I, I guess that was a fun 15-minute soliloquy. But we we could go into this yeah. deeper another time. But let's go switch into the check-in. How you feeling? What's going on with you? Uh, I mean, my check-in, I really have too much this week. This week was really not too crazy i'm just going through the motions uh you know shout out to the chiropractor i ain't gonna hold you i ain't gonna hold being 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 in line with your body helps out with a lot of other stuff so shout out to the chiropractor but um yeah we could we could we could go to the mother's day recap so 
we didn't get to say this the last episode, but happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. You feel me? Shout outs to y'all. You know, hopefully y'all enjoyed y'all Mother's Day. Hopefully I got the love and respect that y'all deserve. You know, shout out to my mama. Shout out to your mama. You got anything you want to say? Uh, no, I just definitely love to moms. I think that my mother's probably one of of, of a, a sm- I don't want to say a small group. There's definitely a lot of people that definitely think I can do more than I, I think I can do. But she's probably the first one that I think of when it comes to like just telling me to go do stuff. She's never stunted my growth in any particular way. And I think that that's what I appreciate. I think that a lot of people in your life can have, you know, their version of desire. Now, my mother has never said you have to be this, you have to go do this. She just wanted me to be a good person. She just wanted me to make my, she wanted me to go through whatever I was going through. She would offer advice. And she would fall back and let me figure it out. And she always knew if she figured it out, I'll be the first to tell her she was right. So I appreciate her for creating that space for me. I create. I appreciate her for showing me the blueprint for what a, I feel a woman should be. Because I feel like you can't walk a mile in my mother's shoes, and there's nothing you have no. There's nothing I'm I'm trying to be. Around. I think all the women in my life, romantically, friendship wise, I see elements in them that my mom made important to me. You know. So definitely appreciate for being that that mole model. She did play daddy. She played mommy and daddy. So definitely appreciate <laughs> you and love you, mom. Oh man, that's dope, dope. Yeah, my mom. She taught me to get it done at the end of the day, no matter what it take. Her tenacity, even though you know we butt heads because we know we we kind of different in certain elements, but her tenacity and her nature always told me to go get it. That. Hey, if you want it, you got to go get it. <laughs> Nobody's going to give you no handouts, you know. And also, you, you like mothers are one of the, if you do have a great mom, are one of the first people to give you unconditional love. No matter how stupid shit I did in, in high school, <laughs> couple of drunk, you know, all that stupid shit that I used to do as young, I could always, I, I always know that my mom was is always on my corner and she would drop anything to help me. So shout out to you, mama. Love ya. Also shout out to our friends that are having babies too. Cause I'm like, they moms now too. So. Oh, look, that's a fact. We got my- Actually so weird to see, like I, I used to turn up with your mom. Your mom used to be twerking and drinking. And now she over here breastfeeding. So shout out man. to you. Shout out to my godson's mother, man. Oh yeah. Um, Shout oh yeah, shout out to we had some mothers on the show. Shout out to Jazz, you feel me? You feel me? She she got two kids now. Shout out to shout out to Jazz of all trades. I think that's the only mom we had on the show, to be honest with you. <laughs> they might be hiding the kids, you never know. But um shout out to um shout out to my LS Destiny, you feel me? Praise, shout out shout, to Praise. Shout out to Praise. Um I damn, I didn't even make a whole list, but you know, if you got kids and, you know, shout out to y'all, you feel me? Keep doing what y'all got to do. And I'm glad, you know, one thing, this is a little toxic. I'm glad that I didn't really see too many. Uh, maybe they do this at Father's Day, but I didn't really see any mom doing that whole I'm the mom and the father post on Instagram. Maybe they do on Father's Day, but I didn't see it. So I was happy to see that. Yeah, nah, Celebrate mother- the, the femininity. Yeah, Mother's Day is their day. So they're going to do it. Father's Day, you're going to see it. It's okay, so maybe I might retract that in June. But <laughs> shout out to y'all, mothers. Y'all play the most important life, uh, most important role in in a child's life. Like now, granted, I come from the I come from the belief that both parents play an intricate part. But mothers, you feel me? Yeah, 
the love that y'all show and the support. You know, sometimes them kids piss you off. Oh, and shout out to my sister too. Shout out to my blood sister. You feel me, Jeannie? You know, it was your birthday this past um two days ago. You feel me? And she's a mother as well. Shout out to all my other sisters out here too. You feel me? Um, Leslie, Vanessa. You feel me, Tracy? Love y'all to death. You feel me? Y'all, y'all great mothers. And, you know, thank y'all for getting parents off my back because, you know, I'm at the age now where the parents are looking at me and I'm just like, y'all, y'all have enough grandkids. Y'all don't need my ass to be giving y'all grandkids now. Let me be. Different when <laughs> have you started getting that recently? Oh, oh yes. Yes, 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 yes. That's why I don't even get into that shit. I thought I was getting an announcement. Leave me alone, woman. <laughs> I'm saying, like, no. You got, you got her. You got, they gave you grandkids. No, but I need you to. Negro, let me let especially my dad. I'm like, hey, hey, brother, man, let me rock, <laughs> let me enjoy my life. But all right, let's get in on to the news for this week. So, this just happened. Uh, we want to send our condolences to the family of Jim Brown, the legendary football player, civil rights activist. He passed away on Thursday at the age of 87. Oh, man, there's not enough to say about James Brown. You feel me? Not only he's known for his great football skills, but his civil rights activists super precedes him. And, man, we're losing our legends. But, you know, I'm glad we lost him off of old age. And, you know, hopefully, you know, they can give more lessons of his contribution to not only to the football game, but to civil rights. Absolutely, definitely sending condolences and healing energy to his family, but we got to appreciate the legacy. I think that's what you want. You want to leave behind something where people can go back and say, yo, Jim Brown did what needed to be done for the people. He wasn't just a man of his craft, but he cared about people, and I think that's what legacy is all about. So RIP to that man. Now, on to good news. Now, on to good news, but it is great news. Shout out to Jamie Foxx. So his daughter released a statement saying that his that her dad is recovering i remember last episode we was talking about his condition might be worsening turns out that was a lie and he is playing picket ball in the in the greatest in one of the best um facilities for recovery and you know him and his daughter also announced they're going to have a new game show in 2024 so that's the good news what i'm pissed off about the whole jamie fox situation slick is all these blog sites such as daily loud and their misinformation and putting that out there and had us scared last week, bro. We was really scared. We was over here like, damn, Jamie Foxx, we, we can't lose him. He's a legend. He's still got more to offer. And it turned out there was reporting bad news. So what's your thoughts? Uh, I think we live in a clickbait society. And I think that, I forgot what celebrity said it, but essentially now it's not a matter of what the story is true. It's just who can get it out first. So mm-hmm. a lot of times you get these salacious stories that come out and it's just like, Oh, it's a clickbait, or it might be like ten percent the truth, and you just make up the rest of it. And it's dangerous because it's like you're playing with people's lives, playing with people's fans who really care about these people. We know fandomonium is crazy in this era, you know. So I think it's just again a lot, and it's a lot of media people, journalists who are not classically trained. You know, <laughs> they they got a, they cousin the plug or the security guard and telling us something, so they drop they writing a little story. You know, it's really unfortunate. And I I really hope that we can move away from that. I think we can get back to real reporting. But I think that the idea that celebrity culture has become so massive and it almost supersedes whatever else is happening in the world for a lot of people 
it's like, okay, this person's in the hospital. We don't have any news. It must be bad. Oh, let's put this out. Or, you know, this person's wearing baggy clothes. They must be pregnant. Or, you know, these they were seen arguing in the club. They must have had fought and he got jumped and da-da-da-da-da. So it's really one of those things where you kind of just like as a, 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 a sane and in-the-know person, it's like you got to look read everything with a grain of salt until an official comment comes out. And one thing I'm pissed off about, but I want to give a shout out to Kevin on stage. You feel me? Shout out to Kevin on stage. When this happened, he went on his Twitter and he exposed some of the blog sites that was reporting on news. And I realized how many of these blog sites that are dedicated to hip hop or black culture are run by white folks. So you had the Daily Loud run by white folks. Rap TV run by white folks. My Mixtape run by white folks and rap house tv run by he's not white but he's not black i don't want to miss you know diagnosis in the race but he's not black so you have some of these prominent twitter accounts discussing black culture and they're not run by people from the culture and that needs to be stopped because I've, I've seen some of their tweets come along in the For You page that Twitter now has, which I don't know how I feel about that yet. But they be reporting a lot of stuff and a lot of negativity. And I don't like that at all. Yeah, I mean, but black news sells. Our celebrities are the most visible, the most accessible. Even when you got a number one, the best song or the best movie or the best album or the best whatever in the country, they still treat you like you were regular folk on the internet, you know? So it's easy to get content. So they're going to, they're not yeah. going to stop. Now on to stupid news, NBA dumb boy, or should I say John Morant back at it again, after two months of serving his eight game suspension, my boy went back on live, not on his live this time on his friends live, turning up to NBA young boy in the car and flashing a gun. Since then, Memphis Grizzlies suspended him from all team activities. Nike has taken his shoot, taken his shoot off the website, and you have at you had Adam Silver in shocked. What's your thoughts on this whole situation? Ah, this might be another short soliloquy. I'm, I won't say I'm not as mad. I understood, stand the stories of John Morant. I think it's just a matter of like you you giving these young boys millions and they don't know consequences. It's like these kids today. There's no account they don't know accountability because they don't have to be accountable. The opportunity to correct Jaws' behavior was when he first had the incident. But of course, what do we do? And as I'm guilty of it as a pseudo authority authority figure in my position to the students I teach, right? You don't want to throw the hammer so you have the conversation. You know, you say you're serving a twenty game suspension with with time served, so it's really only <laughs> you know six games that you really got, you know? And then we have these PR firms. What, what is his job to protect these million, a hundred million, these nine, 10, 11 figure clients? Like, Oh, you fucked up. Cool. Go to rehab, make a statement. Let's get low. You know, he didn't really learn anything from the last time. Only spent two weeks in the rehab place. Supposedly, supposedly. And what do you go, how, what are you rehabbing of? Like mentally, like, well, that's the question. Like, Oh, I had, I showed a gun in the strip club. What what's the rehab for? Like you think about the co- like the situation. What what am I rehabbing? It's just a it's a it word for I'm just going to go on a quick vacation, right? And this time it's just like, bro, it's your man's live. It's, even though it's a hundred people, nigga, you jump rent. Somebody gonna catch you lacking. And it, it was to the point. By the time I had seen the video, it was thirteen seconds up 
It's like, ah, uh, niggas was on you. <laughs> they just like, the niggas gave you the time stamp when the video dropped. And the response, the TV producers and pundits, oh, we don't support his sneakers. He's an idiot. They took his sneakers off the apps. Nike itself took his, his apparel off their app, right? Adam, like you said, Adam Silver is pissed. Because like, yo, bro, we talked about it. And I think there's no bigger form of disrespect to somebody than when we have a conversation about something and you just do it. It's like if I tell a kid to sit down and not throw the pencil, and since they think I'm not looking, they turn, they stand up and throw the pencil again. It's like, all right, look, now you got whatever the consequence may be. John mm-hmm. Moran's about to get at least 30 to 50 games. I wouldn't be shocked if they gave him a, a full season and then they go to um, arbitration or they, the players' union takes it up to, you know, they, they come back to the league on, and it comes out in like 50 games. Just on the strength of like you're the, the thing is you're like you like to say, and you've said it many times, you are making the money, you're a person, but now you work for a corporation. And they're trying to make you the face of that corporation. Even though as talented as he is, I don't think he's a top ten player. He can be. I don't think he's there yet. Right. I, I probably not skill wise, but pop impact. He's skill wise, his skill is dope. His impact is not that. They play better without him. We keep in this deck. Yeah, but, but popularity, I put but, him in top it, ten. It's like he's a luxury to have, but he's not a necessity. You know, they can win mm-hmm. without him. Agree. But it's just like as a young black man, you'd be like, "Come on, bro, what are you doing?" They, 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 they made sure you didn't. You should have been All NBA. Let's keep it a stack. They took away your forty mils. They about to spend you. You're not getting paid. Understandable. So yeah, your forty whatever million dollar salary is about to be cut and drastically. Not only say half, but drastically, possibly the whole thing for the year. Your sponsors are looking at you like nigga. And these white people are definitely saying, nigga, what are you doing? <laughs> and I know the conversation, Bro. it's an open carry state. Again, like you said, in situations you take, I, I'm i more upset with him than I was with Kyrie. Like, Kyrie tweeted a link. People were wearing with that. This nigga held a gun, portraying an image, right? I'm more mad at the gun because I'm like, Bro, you had these little niggas thinking it's okay. And you get right around and get caught with it, it's over. To be honest with you, I'm here to defend his friends. <laughs> I'm I'm here to defend his friends. Is no we said it before and other people said it before. Oh, is his friends probably influencing him to do these things and all that? Clearly in the video, friend was just turning they were just turning up to NBA Youngboy. Friend was turning up. He didn't expect Ja to do that. Ja out of nowhere in about 2.5 seconds. Pulled the shit out. He quickly ended the live. And I think people was getting on his friends like, oh, you his homeboy. You... This is a job thing. And I think we should now, I know before previous conversations about, you know, the entourage that he hung around with. I think this is on, I think this is a, it's a job thing now. And it goes into a deeper thing. I, I've been battling this since it came out. I was going to do this whole soliloquy that I had for Kyrie about, you know, the brand and everything, but I don't want to be a dead horse with Ja. Ja just got to do better, Joe. I, I, I just don't. I, the the apology that he put out sound, a shout to Shannon Sharp, it sounded like it was made by chat TV. It sounded like it was made by one of them AI bots. But I was just going, I was just, I was just listening to the list of potential incidents that he had. His mom got into something in Foot Locker or a sneaker store. The mom calls him up. He goes in there with his goons. 
And then they get into a conversation with one of the employees and then they go leave and then get into it with the mall security. Then a lot of game that one of his friends was banned for a year, get into altercation, somebody in the car that they was in flashed a little, you know, light off a beam. I think this is one of the cases where Unfortunately, he's going to have to bump his head to finally learn his lesson. And unfortunately, I hope the the bump ain't a bump that he can never get back. But I hope Ja understands that, yeah, you might be popular in the NBA, but the NBA don't need you. <laughs> There's a draft every single day. Look what they're doing with the with the French kid. They're making it seem like he's a, hype, a greater hype than LeBron. <laughs> the point, nigga, the point guard that's coming out that's going to be drafted right after him does everything Josh can do? Wasn't he? Wasn't he part of a, a crime? Who? Um, the other nigga that's supposed to be in the in the top five. Uh, Brandon Miller, that nigga's a that is accessory to murder, <laughs> court potentially. They said he didn't do nothing. He gonna just, just like just, but that's the, we're not going to like besmirch his name. But the nigga, the point guard though in the draft, he can do everything Josh can do, and he's bigger and stronger. <laughs> So, like I said, there's a draft every single day, and there's people hungry. There's people, even international right now, hungry for your spot. The NBA do not need you, brother. I hope you don't think you're untouchable. I hope people stop thinking that you're a child. You're oh, he's what twenty three now. Twenty three. You're no longer you're no longer a child. I need you to to straighten your act. I need your parents to be involved better. I, 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 I appreciate your father for being at the courtside games, but I don't even know. Like, I'm so conflicted on this because you, you know, I do want to talk about the whole, but I also want to give grace. I feel like now we're taking a different stance. I remember before, like even for Kyrie, we had two different stances and I think now we switch, but I fake want to give him a little grace, but two months after the first incident, I can't give you no grace, bro. You didn't even do six months. You didn't even do a year. You can never be a repeat offender. The NBA will suspend him, and they're going to justify in the press release that this is not his first incident of trouble. We have, if you talk about all the rumored stuff, we have at least four or five documented incidents of you playing street. I think I forgot who said. It. I think it was it. It might have been Jay. Was somebody one of the ESPN pundits said it? They're basically like, yo, like rappers have to you play the gangster shit. As a means of maintaining their credibility, nigga, you went to private school. For what you went to private school? That's the problem with our society, with with black, with with, with us folks. There's no reason why you need to be playing that tough row act. It shouldn't be. You should be able to embrace where you come from. If you came from the suburbs or from the country, Ja, embrace that, bro. Like that's why. That's why I get tight sometimes. In you know, I'm gonna sound like a huge hypocrite because you know I love New York drill and I love just drill music and all that. Free K um, hood booger. <laughs> you feel me? The hood booger shit. Chef G. But I don't know about you, slick. That shit didn't affect me that much. I didn't. They influenced me to go commit crime because I actually know people who are part of that life who that shit is more tragic than good. <laughs> I don't understand how we can like even when I see these kids in New York now being part of the drill scene, I'm like, bro, do you not understand this shit is very temporary and like the consequences of your actions. You had people like, I don't understand what's so glamorous about that life. Oh yeah. You might the girls might be thinking you tough. 
all that. Somebody's going to come check your temperature, Ja. Somebody's going to come check your temperature. You keep waving guns. You keep doing all this stuff. Hood niggas and Memphis, Memphis, <laughs> Memphis is a tough is a tough place. I ain't gonna lie. The first forty eight. If you watched first forty eight, you you've seen a lot of episodes in Memphis. Memphis do not play. Niggas going. You you're giving open invitation for what, bro? You don't need to be a part of that, bro, for no reason. And I think you know what he's going through is. It's an identity problem. I think, you know, and I think I've I seen this. I, I think I've seen this before. I forgot who said this, but Ja is just good at basketball. He don't really love basketball because a nigga like a nigga who really loves the game and love like Jimmy, like Jimmy Butler. I can't I can't fathom seeing Jimmy Butler doing this because he actually really loves the sport. He really loves the game. If you listen to Jimmy Butler's interview, you hear him break down and how much Jai is probably one of them niggas who was really good. You you know, you ever play with one of them niggas slick, the niggas who just naturally good at a sport without even trying. He can just break out of bed and drop a, a drop a triple double without even trying. And I think that's the case for for Jai. And I think, bruh, you better love this game. Or the game not, or the game going, or the, or this game is going to destroy you. Any last thoughts before we move on? No, I think it was pretty much covered. All right, all right. NBA playoff, you could take it off. Slick, this is what you, what's your thoughts on what's going on currently right now? We in the conference finals. Goddamn Knicks, cost the boy a bag and them motherfuckers. <laughs> How's the house treatment going so far? Now? I don't, don't want to speak that woman's name on this podcast today. We going just <laughs> Miami is real though. I mean, they stole game one from Boston. I'm like, at this point, what the fuck? What were they doing in the regular season? Did they just say fuck it? We just gonna get the AFC and knock off Boston, New York, and fucking Milwaukee? Because that's a run. There's no bubble. It's no Disney. Your fans was there. You got the Giannis injury in your corner, but even when Giannis played, granted he wasn't 100. percent They had that nigga on patties. With 15-point leads, like, no lead is safe against them. And in Denver, oh, my God. These niggas here, boy. I was ready to talk about how the Lakers have ended the dynasty of the Golden State Warriors and shit. And then we ran up against Jokic, and that man is busting our ass without leaving the floor. I'm I'm, 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 I'm a little less concerned because both games so far has been close. Nigga, you got to win four out of five. I know, I know. The Lakers... They cannot. They can only lose one more game. Think about that. If they go down three one or three zero, it's over. You're not beating this team four times in a row. The way yeah, LeBron got experience coming back from three one though. <laughs> yeah, but he's on a he's on one leg and he's smoking layups and he can't shoot to say he hasn't made a three in the series yet. I don't think. Oh, he made one maybe. Mm-hmm. It's bad. Denver has only played seven people. That's the scary part. Lakers was in control. Jamal Murray wouldn't drop 30, 23 in the, the fourth quarter. Bruce Brown can't fucking miss. AD goes, you know, can't make a fucking hook shot. And after scoring 40, the man can't make the same shots. Braun can't make a jumper. Thank God for Rui and Austin Reeves. D'Lo looked like shit. D'Lo has played. You know, he never, he never, he never really got to play in that pressure setting. There's in a the meme right now. There's a meme of Bruce Brown playing D'Lo, and D'Lo's body is a cone. That's how disrespectful they are treating that man right now. But the playoffs have been great. Shout out to San Antonio, too. They won the first pick. Some cheating shit. So every time they they, they tank, they're going to get guaranteed to get the best, a generational big man. Oh, 
Come on now. The nigga's from France, and that nigga has ties with Tony Parker. You don't think he was going to not go to the Spurs? Bro, different. Straight different. So, I don't know, man. Right now, the way it's looking, I still got Lakers. and I, I'm going Lakers at seven, but if they lose one of these next two games before we come back next week, it's over. And then I got faith in LeBron. LeBron is on one leg, bro. If he was at the injury, if he, he don't even try to dunk on niggas right now. In the regular season, he was dunking. He could, you saw the dunk he missed last night. He tried to do the cradle, rock the baby, and that shit slipped out. I was like, oh god. Oh man! And now they got this French kid being more hyped than him. What's your thoughts on that, real quick? I'm a Wimby fan. The idea of Wimby, think about it. In 2K, with my player, before they did all this cap shit, you could make your player as tall as you want. And do everything. Even now, if you put this shit in 2K, a, a seven foot five, ten, his wingspan, he can chuck, he can grab the rim without jumping, can shoot threes, got handle, and is a fucking defensive stopper at the paint. Like at every level he's been at, nobody's scoring him in the lane off of initial action. It's all off cuts, or it's off. You got to have a strong post game. You know, he can do everything at seven five. Now you gotta say. Weight wise, strength wise, injury wise, yeah. But the idea of Wimby is fucking banana. I saw the kid when he was like fifteen. I was like, oh, this nigga's gonna be a problem. He was he was playing pick up with Rudy Gobert and just jump shot, jump shot, crossover, crossover to the basket. Now will he get all those easy looks in the NBA? No. But no. if you put it this way, at worst, at worst, Rudy Gobert and his peak defense with an offensive game. Who is that? When have we ever seen that? Yeah, no. But to put hype over LeBron. But, yeah, LeBron was a 6'9 man-child who could play point. We didn't know. We've seen 6'8", 6'9 guards or uh, ball controllers come out with that with the athleticism set LeBron apart, right? LeBron didn't start playing center until the NBA started going smaller. You're coming in right now. And this kid, LeBron can play one through four. He can play two through five at seven foot five. No one's going to block his shot. And on defense, he can, or over, you can run him as a two, off screens, pin downs, mid-range short jumpers, whatever. And then on defense, you could have him at the rim as a help defender. Right? Niggas in the NBA don't post up no more. So as a rookie, you could argue that on offense, he already has a ready-made jump shot. And if he and if he doesn't make jumpers, he's tall and athletic enough. Remember, in Europe, there's no spacing. It's big niggas around you the whole time. You can smack shots off the rim. Mm-hmm. And the NBA with that space, you overplay that jump shot. He only needs one dribble to get to the rim from anywhere. You saw the play where he shot the three, missed it, got his own tip, re, tip, um, tip dribble dunk, bro. It wasn't like he he got the offensive rebound and went back up. Like he shot the ball, it hit the back of the rim, it bounced up. He followed and caught this shit. And dunked it, and you would think that sound don't sound crazy. Go watch the play. He's hitting niggas with between the legs, tween tween crossover, in and out, hezzy step back, one legged, like. And this is. But you don't think he's a he's a his body in a little frail. His body's definitely frail. But how many kids? Kevin Durant came out looking like that. And Kevin Durant was seven foot tall. <laughs> Kevin Durant had a lot of injuries. <laughs> he did, but later in his career, by the time he got to the the, the season and the injuries. He already had two championships, an MVP, All NBA first team. If you get, if we can get twelve years of Wimby Sands major injury, I mean, I mean like multiple seasons out, that's a win. 
Look at Zion. Zion through four years, when he plays, he's a two-time All-Star, but he's only played less than two seasons worth of games in four years. And he's a defensive liability when he is out there. Just that he can't stop from offense. So it's like it's a it's a pot and it's a it cancels out. Wimby mm-hmm. can do everything you want on a basketball court. And next year, he's gonna get Plenty of touches with good development and good young players around. It's not like he's going to be the first piece there like a KD was in OKC, right? Or Joel was in the process Sixers. You're going to have Wimby with Jeremy Soshin. You're going to have Wimby with Keldon Johnson. Wimby with Devin Vassell. So five, four of your first five positions are already set up for the future. You got uh, a what's the, what's the big man? Uh, the white boy that was in Portland. I forgot his name, but now he's in San Antonio. Plumlee or something? Not Plumlee. It's another kid. He went to, I think he was in Gonzaga. He might have went to Gonzaga. Was it Gonzaga? I don't know. He went somewhere. But you got some really good pieces over there. You just need a point guard. And you got guys that have, like, the three of the people I named. They kept DeJounte Murray. But you got DeJounte Murray. You're not losing enough games to get Wimby. The idea of Wimby at his worst, you say he could be Kristaps Porzingis. You take that chance. When your floor is a guy who, yes, injury prone, but for the last four or five. I mean, Chris Stops. Chris Stops, that handle, Chris Stops don't have, he didn't move that fluidly like that. Mm-hmm. And think about that. And Chris Stops injuries, he had little things, but it was the ACL that really set him back and the knee healing. Like, if injury will set Wimby back, but Chris Stops last year averaged 23 points, nine rebounds, two no, blocks. And I, I, I agree, I agree, I agree with your analysis of him. I've I seen the, some of his highlight, he's dope, but I'm not about to put him the greatest prospect. Over LeBron, what's the word? Pro- what's the word prospect mean? It means you're coming in with ready-made tools that can be developed. So you take have, his. Have you have you heard these players talk about when they discovered LeBron back then? Yes, and you know what? The like doc- you listen to David West, he said LeBron. He was in college and he went to go. Like people flew out when he was 15 to go see LeBron, and this is way before social media. Imagine if there was social media when LeBron was coming in. But again, and I think I think what Shannon Sharp said the said the most is that since LeBron has exceeded the expectation that was set out for him, that we can't fathom what type of prospect LeBron was from back then. This it was literally called the chosen one, the man that's going to be the face of the NBA after Michael Jordan, and literally he exceeded that on and off the court. Absolutely. But then you're saying prospect. What's the flaw in LeBron's game when he comes out? Can he shoot? Will he be able to run over people? That was the question. Will he be able to shoot enough, shoot well enough to keep the defense honest? And he proved it, but we have had some years. It was like, oh, nigga, what's going on? Even right now, nigga, what's going on at 38? He was 38. <laughs> at year 20, if you, if you wouldn't saying, do that, then hey, I'll take what was the <laughs> What was the LeBron, the, the scouting report saying about LeBron? Yo, force him, try to force him to shoot because once he makes a couple – he going he, he's going to fall in love with it. He's not going to drive as viciously, right? Well, what me? What do you say? Go at his chest. How many niggas got a post game to do that? Go at his legs. <laughs> so you going send, send, send. like if you go against the Bucks, I'm out. Send, what's that white nigga that be doing dirty plays? Allen, Grayson, oh, Grayson Allen? Allen, send that nigga to his legs. But see, that's the thing. get that guy there. So, but think about even as a joke. Think about that as a prospect. Somebody's coming in. where you saying? Go at his body. Injure him. That's the only, and even if you go on his body, the nigga goes like this, hands up in the air, his hands is at the rim. He's still probably punching your shit. 
It's not going to be an easy shot. You might get a couple on him. He's going to get you a couple times, too. And it's on both ends of the floor. We didn't know what kind of defender LeBron was going to be. LeBron didn't become a defender until he got to Miami. Wait, LeBron was always he made the chase. He made the chase down block popping way. But before what is Miami chase down? Though. Chase down blocks is more so athleticism and timing. You don't. It's just coming from your blind side. It's the help defense. It's really help defense. Think about it. A chase down block. You go for a layup. You got one defender here. You don't worry about the nigga behind you. When LeBron was LeBron became like an on ball. You're not scoring on me. That's when it was. It was like oh shit. But that took what seven eight years. You're saying Wimby right now doesn't have to guard a perimeter. Wimby has to. What's it called? He say guarding in space, he can make up the space with his wingspan. He's definitely a general. I, I definitely, I definitely want to see how he fares against. Um, even though we don't really have any dominant big men, who Joel only, only probably Rudy Gobert. No, our big man, the big man that's going to give him trouble is Joel. I mean, like and the, Jokic. I'm and, talking about defensively against him. I know, like off. I know. Defensively, he's gonna get tore by Embiid and Jokic. That's that's gonna happen. They're gonna drop whatever points they're gonna drop. I'm talking about defending him when he goes into the lane and he try can't to post do his up. Offensive. You want him to post up, but then it's like, all right, off the post, that nigga's not trying to go at your chest for a jump hook. That nigga's like, all right, bet. Pass, spin, fake, spin, jab, jab, over, over right shoulder, over left shoulder. Like he has all of those moves already. That's the scary part. Like, it's not like you're going to post something like, I got to try to get a jump hook. No, nigga. You probably want him to take the jump hook because he already has the, the footwork to get a jump shot from the post. And God forbid when he add that NBA 40, because you know big man AD came out of 20, came in in 2020, he's 265 pounds now, right? So from 220 to 265. When he get that NBA, that NBA weight on him, oh, my God. Okay, I'm, 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 I still got LeBron the greatest prospect, but I'm, 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 will, I'm excited to will see. He what reach this the kid got will he reach the heights? Will he reach the heights LeBron reached? Can anybody? We'll see. That's twenty years a conversation for fifteen years from now. But coming <laughs> yep. in, does he have more than LeBron had? Absolutely, because you could play. But that's just the natural way of things. You feel me? I feel like as the game improve and more seven five niggas seven stuff. five niggas is not doing what he's doing seven foot niggas ain't doing what he's doing <laughs> but, I mean, Jabari at LeBron, Smith at, LeBron, at, Le, at LeBron's time niggas wasn't doing that you know that jump hop step three James Harden dude I feel like that's like on every guard or every niggas package nigga, skills nigga Darko Milicic was and and playing against farmers this nigga's doing it playing in a pro league probably the third best basketball league nigga he came to the he came yeah, to the G League he came against the G League team of all the prospects and had 80 points and like 30 rebounds in two games. <laughs> now, do you think the NBA going to be overrun by the, by by Europe? Absolutely. You got you got Luca, you got all the other niggas doing well, Giannis. I think that European players are taught to do everything. I think American-born players are taught to do what they're good at. So, in Europe, a guy like Joker, right? In America, he's tall. He can dribble. They're not giving you the ball to dribble and all that shit with. It's, oh, get your big ass in the post. Go work on your moves. But Europe, all right, we're going to, everybody's doing the same drills. The point guards to the centers are doing the same shit. So you see it because when you get that that talent with that pizzazz, like a Luka, and you give him the, the American game, like, oh, these kids can't play defense. These kids can't shoot. These kids can't. They only, this, oh, you're here because you can jump, run and jump, but you can't actually you have no footwork. I'm going to bust your ass. Right? That's the, that's the thing. 
Look at who's the best American player right now. Young American player. Tatum. That nigga does the same move every fucking time. Dribble. Oh, don't do that. My boy got a bag. Cross, no, my and boy what is Tatum he, got a bag. And bro. what does he do every time? Cross, cross, side step three. Cross, cross. It works. If it's not broke, don't fix it. It works <laughs> when it's working. And when it's not, what does he have? He doesn't post up. The boy smokes layups. It's very, it's, he's, he's elite. He's not Luka. If Jason Tatum was on that team by himself, they're not going this far. Luka didn't make the playoffs this year, but last year, you know, you give him some guys who we didn't value that highly. He did it. Well, Brunson, we didn't think Brunson was a star last year. Yeah. Right? If you, I say, what young player? Who else we got? You could argue Jalen Brown is the best player on the Celtics, if we be honest. Oh, yeah. Because he, he's better on defense. What young American player are we, are we taking? Devin Booker? Offensively, sure. Luka gets in his ass every time. Think about the big men. Who's the best American big man? Hey, Jamal Murray, not bad himself over here. Jamal is des- he's a tier under. Jamal Murray's been hurt. I feel, I feel like I feel like because because of his hurt, but he was doing well in the bubble. In the he bubble, in the, in the playoffs, playoff performance versus regular versus year end to end. He hasn't done it end to end yet. Yes, he has numbers look good this year, but he was also rested the first half year coming off injury. We're mm. talking end to end production from the start of this season. LeBron was going end to end. He was putting up generational. Regular season numbers, and then going to the playoffs, going to the conference finals, going to the chip, winning four chips. Kobe was dropping generational numbers in the regular season. Go to the playoffs, bust your ass, getting chips. That's what you. What I'm saying. These European niggas are doing that. They are end to end, start of the season to the end, Hall of Fame numbers, and then going to the playoffs and busting ass. What American players are doing that? Taylor might be the only one. Damn. As a young buck. All the other ones, they get hurt, low management, they, or they're older, or they can't play. You don't put Anthony Edwards on there? Too young. He What has he done? He averaged 25 this year. They started putting well, I think that's because of his team. His team ain't that no, great. I mean, but you say you got Rudy Gobert, former defensive player of the year. Cat, multiple-time All-Star. At the time, D'Lo, former All-Star. Come on, Cat. Cat. <laughs> it's cat. Cat <laughs> is cat. But you can say cat. You no know, niggas just trying to sign him to the Knicks. So if he goes to the Knicks, I put more respect in his. But you name, say but. you're not going. To, you're not going to tell me cat is not one of the, if, if not even one of the. It's not the best American born center in the NBA right now. Yeah, yeah. So we're making fun of cat. He's the best American center. In I, the NBA. I, He's not. Ain't he Canadian? He sound Canadian. He's I heard Dominic- him on the, the Paul George. Even that. He sound like a Drake nigga. Even in that, he's Dominican. Right, he played for the Dominican national team, but even in that, he was born here. You feel me? So think about that. Yeah. If you take away Cat, who's the best American center? Fucking Demarcus. I can't Cousins. Even name you. He's not even in the NBA right now. Demarcus, Demarcus Cousins or Miles Turner. Think about that. We can move on. We talk about basketball. We talk about, about basketball. Oh, what about Donovan Mitchell? Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell just got exposed, and he gets exposed every year in the playoffs. Great regular season numbers. Doesn't win. He hasn't won shit. We're thinking about look. Think about young players. We're talking about players who are going to get you there. Oh, well, now you can put De'Aaron, De'Aaron Fox now. And how many years it took him to get a European big man on his team to open up his game? Think about that. Okay, nobody was going to Sacramento now. Come on, now you got It's a team game at the end of the. If at, you're that guy, your team should finish better than twelfth every year. Think about that in this NBA. If you're that guy, we could argue that you take 
one of the two centers off of what's it called, uh, Minnesota, and replace it with some of the guys they traded, and Anthony Edwards would have had a better. They would have had a better season because Anthony Edwards is that fucking good, and we know he's that fucking good. That's what I'm saying. American players cannot hold the candle to these European players right now. We got all this bullshit AAU and bullshit skill development that's teaching them shit that that is not applicable to winning. Steph Curry ruined the game. <laughs> I'm not going to hold you. Steph I'm jacking that. Steph they nigga over here started shooting them threes. I seen them young Steph. niggas on the court how, just how does, jacking them threes. How does Steph ruin the game when the European players can do it too? But the thing about it is they also have mid-range games and post games and know how when to pass and where to pass to and how to get a rebound out of even when you're not in proper yeah, position. But, uh, America kids don't focus on other parts of Curry game. They only focus on, oh, Curry just make shooting threes look I'll, so great and easy. I will go. They don't focus that. This nigga know how to run screens, even though he's not a good defender, but he has great handles. Well, he's he not a terrible he, he has a great IQ. They just only see him chuck up the three. Oh, I want to chuck up threes just like Curry. It's because American basketball players are retarded. <laughs> and I will argue. all work. <laughs> and I will gladly say that I think in the next two years, Anthony Edwards will be the best American player in the NBA. Oh yeah, no doubt. And that nigga don't even love the NBA like that. He 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 he. What he did like probably in high school. He just like oh, all right. I'm do I do NBA. And I think he that. does. I think he does love the game. But I think he realizes he he's, can be so he he's not pigeonholing him. There's a difference between not loving the game and knowing that you're so much. You have so much more to offer than the game. But let's keep it going. All right, all right. All right. Now on to the next few topics before we get to our song of the week. NBA young boy. I sent this on Twitter real quick. My boy coming for everything. NBA young boy versus everybody. You know, I we didn't really discuss the little, you know, promo beef that him and Lil Dirk had before the album dropped. You know, I, it was scheduled to drop the same day, but then Dirk turned out he was just dropping the car, uh, uh, a song with J. Cole. But NBA young boy has a few things to say about some of the top artists. Bitch, I said I'm here to hit at you, boy. I don't say shit to me. Talk Drake, cross FaceTime, was feeling me. Told me that he fucked that damn, that shit getting me. Told me that he liked the shit I'm doing, but can't do shit with me. So when we cross our ways, fuck what you say, bitch, you my enemy. Jay, a hoe, that nigga played it cold like he's gonna do it. So I take his line to muscle sign, I swear it's gonna be nice to meet you. Pussy niggas trying to close the door, bitch, you ain't here, babe. From that nurse to that no, yo, we cut out and we hate hoes. And bitch, I'm soldier down, I might play you close, but don't fuck around. I just tried to put an egg out with them boys out there at Lama Town. Text out on my sleeve and I can't sleep. I barely eat. Grew up in street. Bitch, you ain't never have to kill it. Just say, take your go pat me and never help in life. We cook a pee. And he had a little line about little Yachty. But what's your thoughts on this? J. Cole don't bother no one. I think that young boy for as successful, he's found a way to monetize his platform while virtually not being touched by the big artists, you know, the big mainstream artists, I guess you would say. Yo, and- I tell you now, to this day, I feel apparently he's been he put in the work with his music. I mean, I I seen his work. He he released so many albums, so many songs. But to this day, bro, I look at his YouTube num his YouTube numbers, bro, is up there with Drake. <laughs> it's literally some some probably like one or two years, it was better than Drake. Sorry if I love a boy mid by the way still. I forgot to tell you that. Okay. Sorry. We're not gonna have this. We're not gonna have the discussion. <laughs> super mid. But it's mid as fuck. But what you gonna call it? NBA young boy 
he gets the views. He don't really get any awards, no Grammys or whatnot. He's basically, when you talk about the top rappers in the game currently right now, you have to put him in that top five due to the numbers. I mean, based on numbers, numbers aren't everything, and top five is subjective. I think, though, the fact that he's been able to cult, like you said, cultivate that despite not being, not having the Drake feature, not getting these verses from other people, like, art majors don't want the, their artists associated with him because he's doing the shit his way. But I think that the fact that he can say, fuck it, I think we go fuck the establishment because for a lot of people, he's a lot of this is people, he's their favorite rapper. Like, well, I know we don't listen to I don't him. know how Because he's his, It's the reach Think about it How powerful is YouTube Or social media In developing an artist Do artists need majors anymore Maybe for oh, like, Not really Yeah If, if you have If you, if you have a uh, If you have a, a Dope If you have dope people around you That know the game And know how to market You don't really need it Shout out to Lil Russell You don't really need the industry But I ain't gonna lie You do need the industry For certain things though With like networking And um and if you don't really have a good team behind you, then definitely the labels do help you out with that. Yeah, but, I but just, YouTube. Oh, go ahead. But YouTube can be that because you stream promo. You know, you catch a buzz and you just putting out music. People really gonna get a chance to fuck with it. So I'm like him saying that it doesn't. And more so, drives some of the point of like yo, I'm successful without y'all. And I'm we trying to break bread. And I think from what I, if I heard it correctly, he's like, yo, niggas said they want to do a song, but they can't fuck with me. They can't touch me. They they can't. You know, they not really can't. Offer me nothing like, I bet If you're not with me Then you against me Type shit It's like you is me He's created his Me against the world mentality And that might go a long way In further pushing the legend To young boy Boy fuck out of here Young boy Don't come after the god The sixth god The boy That's why I came over here Even though I fuck with J. Cole Don't disrespect J. Cole Cause you know I fuck with J. Cole But You coming after the boy Cause my boy loyal out here You feel me He fuck with Dirk he he been fucking with Chicago nigga and you was upset that he didn't want to do no song with you. Fuck out of here. Herpy. That's crazy. This is he. You gonna get shot. <laughs> he he does. It's public it's a public knowledge he got herpes. <laughs> um but speaking of his beef with NBA, um speaking of his beef with Lil Dirk over here, I, I so Lil Dirk made a song with J. Cole all, all my life. We don't gotta play it. For time purposes, but I wanted to talk about this one part of his verse that J. Cole wrote in the song, and I want your opinion on it. Uh, let me find the lyrics real quick. I'm, I'll find a. Uh, it, it's like um, he was saying these days, um, seeing rappers dying way before they even get their shine. I never heard a little buddy until they murder a little buddy, and he was basically saying that he don't he don't want these blogs. Mentioning these rappers only when they die, they should be mentioning them before they pass away. What's your whole thoughts on that? He's absolutely. I mean, you should definitely give people their flowers, but I think it's the blogs are not doing this with sincerity and genuineness. They're doing it because they need the clicks. So, and again, we talked about it earlier. Like clickbait culture is a hundred percent real, and it's like at this point, you product you monetizing somebody else's life being taken away or them losing their lives. You know, so I agree with them hundred percent. But my thing, I I agree, a hundred percent agree. Some of these, some of these, um, like say cheese and no jumper, definitely do some clips. I blocked but all they also. I blocked all. Of them. Also, when they, you do, huh? I blocked all of them. Like I literally muted them. On oh yeah. But my whole thing about it is the game is so saturated now that some of these rappers you can't mention. I can't expect all these bloggers to mention these rappers if 
there's so many rappers out here now. It's hard to mention these rappers do and rappers, give them their praise. Do rappers need bloggers? Need the blogging era has long since passed. Oh yeah, no, no, they they need it. That's why you have a platform like No Jumper that's popular. Um, you have say Cheese. That's why people do, still going to Vlad after all these do years. Real, do artists that are popping do they need that? I think that's the question. Oh, but we forget to understand that there's only really a small percentage of rappers actually popping compared to the majority because that need the blog's help. Okay, so but as the blog has never posted them before they died, is that even helping them? Um, yeah, because you um, if depending if they own their records, if they're independent, then there's the the proceeds get go to their families. How many people are going to hear Lil Buddy? Um, so like young, like young Dolph, young Dolph had a few hits, but he wasn't popular in the sense of being mainstream. He was more of a hood, but he passed away, but he owned all his catalog. So with that, with his passing, all his percentage went up and he, he owned everything. So his family did eat off of that and off the blogs posting him. Young Dolph, who even I've heard of prior to his passing. Versus again, little buddy with six thousand followers. I'm just asking: Is the blog doing much if they've never mentioned him before when he had a slightly buzzing single? Um, yeah, because um, what you gonna call it? Uh, I was listening to the new Rory and Maul podcast, and they were saying how they're so they're not in tune with a lot of the new artists. So when they do see some of these blog sites, listen, they do. Um, go out their way to go listen to them and see if they was talented. I did that. I did that during the time when Chicago rappers was. All right, this sounds bad. When Chicago rappers was dropping a lot, I went to look back when I was invested into that scene. I looked back at some of the rappers that passed away and listened to some of their catalog and realized, oh shit, this nigga was actually pretty dope. For me, R.P. L.A. Capone. That was one of the niggas I found out that was really dope. So it does. It, so so. I, I'm 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 on your side. I'm not saying I disagree with you that they're not using it for click, but I could also see the positive part of that too. Because if if you listen to that type of music and you didn't know about Buddy and he passed away due to some violence and stuff like that, and you go listen to him, it still kind of brings his numbers up, and it could still potentially, especially with the streaming era, just the clicks and just them listening to it for at least one time can possibly put some bread. And to whoever owns his, I guess, estate, you know? Oh, fair enough. Now, before we get to our song of the week, I can't believe Jonathan Majors got my baby making good, though. I ain't going to hold you. I'm upset because, <laughs> you know, we've been talking about making good to not lengthen and Neil Long a lot on this podcast. That's one of the bingo cards. And making good has been looking very good lately after, you know, she went back to the to the life of sin. <laughs> And Jonathan Major beat on a white woman and got my baby. I'm upset about this. You're terrible. Come back home, Megan. Good. She did go Come back home. She went from the preacher. She, I mean, he's a preacher's kid. But he outside. And yo, fuck it, guys. Sometimes that nigga's abusive. This is how you. Did she have a narrative change on him before I was defending him? <laughs> now he got my girl. Yo, he he has a history of putting hands on folks. You are a wild boy, nigga. Introduce the song. He, he, he touch he no. touch white women. <laughs> they could stay away from him. The only only shit you guys he touch white women, and most of the famous <laughs> white people do. So let that go. Oh yeah. 
ain't gonna lie. My side note: one of my friends said a oh, white girl his source of magnesium. I'm like, yo, niggas is crazy. Niggas is white. I ain't never had milk one. of magnesium. Milk, I ain't gonna hold you. Y'all niggas is different out milk here. Milk of magnesium. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, um, now to our song of the week. If listen to this on YouTube, please exit and go to it on your streaming platform. What it is, Pandora, Stitcher, Apple, Spotify, you name it, we are on the Audacity and TuneIn, and also we on Good Pod as well. Go on that platform and leave us a five star too because that helps us out and share it to the groups within the application because that helps us as well. And you can go to our music playlist or our Spotify music playlist. So go listen to our previous song of the week. What's your song of the week this week? Uh, first up, I just heard this and I was vibing to it a little bit. This is Mario and Sabrina Claudio, like her too. Let's get comfortable. Me plus two. Back of the coop. You know what to do Keep your hands on me Pure ecstasy Dirty sprite Open doors just for you I know you're like a two Like I do This point of view There's something new I know you're like a two just like, I do. Just like I do, this point of view, point of view. is something new for you. Yeah, that's like her too, Mario and Sabrina Claudio. Now, this next record, I didn't know what to pick for my second song. And then I saw Chris Brown put out a video on his birthday. But talking about it, I'm like, I didn't remember listening to that shit off the deluxe of Breezy. Then I watched Was the that after they beat up Usher? It is after they beat up Usher. So I was like, shit, damn. But then I watched the video. The song is cool, but the video, I think videos really can make you pay attention to a song more. It's just like some braggadocious. Like I'll play this shit and I'll just be like, what are you talking about? This is the record, though. Talking about Chris Brown. Look at these bitches out. What are you talking about? Bitches out here, my homies. Trying to get on the cop. She just want the money like it's sound free. Because I got a lot of likes on me. Girl, you ain't no good. You keep telling lies. I can see the fake written all over your face Don't run no game on me, you know that's a mistake No, I keep it real, this ain't no disguise Girl, you know you that ain't no surprise You be what you want, when that ass in my face And you do it for fun, girl, you love that face If you want the cash, baby, make it drop Give you what you ask till you get to the top No, you won't be lonely if you come through tonight no. What is you talking about? Bitches on me and my homies Trying to get on the cup She just want the money like it's all free Cause I got a lot of likes on me Bitches on me What is you talking about? Bitches on me and my homies Trying to get on the cup She just want the money like it's all it was getting sturdy in the video too. I was like, "Oh shit, I gotta show the kids how we do with that." We look like the knees hurt a little bit, so I gotta stretch. I gotta learn. And um, Chris Brown also said he ain't letting this summer pass without dropping something. So expect some new music from Chris Brown as well. We getting the EP. We getting the EP. We getting the the type fan of a fan three or whatever. We getting something. We need something because 
Every time he fuck up, he got to put out. He got to put out amazing music. Come on, bro, give us something. All right, now this artist, I just stumbled upon her. I don't know how to pronounce her name correctly, so don't kill me if you hear this. Uh, but this is a nice little track called "Only" by Amira. Oh my, Amira. Amaretto. Struggling between that song or All For You featuring Destin Conwell. But shout out to her though. Go get her her album or EP All For You. She's dope. I love her sound. It's very soulful. Shout out to all them girls. And shout out to Ari Lennox as well. To all them girls bringing back soulful music. Now, next song. You feel me? Shout out to Lori Russell. You feel me? Vallejo in the building. You feel me? He dropped a little freestyle that he did at one of his concerts with Side Eye Baby. This is Test Your Nuts Freestyle. What up, though? Uh, come on. Hey. Uh, I've been feeling like fuck whoever. Uh, niggas don't understand my pain. I can't trust you never. This shit feeling like an ugly sweater. Uh, I'm aware because I got to. Ain't got nothing better. Uh, I remember when that hunger left me. Uh, I remember when it came back. Made me something special. All I need is my uncle extras. Uh, and a brand new trap, fuck around, run for mayor. Shit, I ain't never ever ran from Nathan. Huh. Beat him, took a nigga spot, still don't feel complacent. Mass on, walk around faceless. Hold an angle with that chop on the corner, shoot his ass adjacent. Hold on, hold on. Let me get back. Let me get back, let me get back. Let me get back. I ain't used to this, you hear me? Come on, hold on. Brown paper bag, back to basics. Still a pull up in a uh, jogging suit off the A6. You gon' need a shield and I'll drop you like it's Apex. Uh, I can't never spend no time on a fake bitch. Better wear a latex, cause you don't want that latex. Then I think I'm latex from a hoe who ain't shit. Uh, break up, then make up, give her facelift. Uh, I'm trying to fuck her while it's soft, cause I hate quitting. I've been feeling like fuck whoever. Niggas don't understand my pain, I can't trust you never. This shit feeling like an ugly sweater. Huh. I'm aware cause I got to, ain't got nothing better I remember when that hunger left me uh, Remember when it came back, made me something special All I need is my uncle extras uh, And a brand new trap, fuck around, run for mayor no, Still drink water with my nail, hit the bay And make your daughter grab my bricks from out of Dago Ain't no bargain, I don't barter, you can't borrow what I pay for Ain't like Dragon Ball, scuba bar, I get your face broke Nigga, listen, Big Bang Cannon, may I, may I you ain't beat by makes me two attacks to leak your brains out. They always beat me taking off the jacket cause it stay hot. You know the beat stagnant when I bring them K's out. Uh, get this shit going, somebody gon' drop. Uh, get this shit going, somebody gon' die. Uh, get this shit going, somebody gon' last. Somebody gon' try to flip the script right in front of your ass. Uh, hey, shout out to Side Eye Baby. Go listen to La Russell's part. La Russell part go crazy though. And also shout out to La Russell. He just dropped a new album. So go tune into that. I like Ghetto Gold. All right. Go listen to our previous song of the week.
on our Apple Music playlist or our Spotify Music playlist, but that's not what you're here for. You're here for the people's choice, the people's favorite, Slick Drop It. I can be toxic, but so what? You're going to love it here. Shit, fuck is you talking about? We have fun over here. It's very fun here. And it's fun indeed. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Toxic Service Announcement. All right, it's like, it's time to get toxic, you know, time to be a safe space, bruh. It's time, you know, I think I think the first half of this episode was very mature. First half, nigga, this is an hour 15. <laughs> Fuck you, we have. Uh, uh, we, okay, just the 75% of the podcast been very mature. You know, we gave a lot of transparency, but it's time to get to the shits and giggles over here. It's slick. All right. How many times do you call your girl when she goes on a girl's trip? How many times do I call her? Yes. Like I lead the I initiate the call? Not many. Yeah. Not many. Uh probably. I mean you don't try to call her in the morning or whatnot. I should have text. Or, eh, it depends. Like you are you alive? <laughs> that's, e- that's your text? Not even. I feel like I don't know. Even when I feel like I want to call somebody, even if I'm at like peak anxiety, I'm not probably gonna call. I hit a text or whatever. I check to see. I, just make sure. Just let me know. Let me know you alive throughout the day. I don't really care. You know? Now, it depends on where she goes. Oh, if it's a whole trip? Is she going on a whole trip with her whole friends? Yes. Now, if she, now if she in Jamaica, I'm, I'm hitting her up every minute because I don't want her to be fucked by one of them rap boys. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Uh, my shorties, my gr- the girls I've dated, for the most part, have always been cordial with calling. They call me when they're when they away. I'm like... When uh, transparency, my shorty wait, I'm not just sitting in the house waiting around for you to come back. I'm going out to have fun too. <laughs> like, I'm, okay, don't start no drama now. It's not drama; it's the truth, though. Like I'm like, like I'm because nah, you know women, you know women don't want you to have fun without them there. <laughs> but you're going to have fun. If I can't have fun without you, that means we probably have going through something, having a problem. You, you have to understand women's logic. It's cool when they do it. It's a problem when we do it. Absolutely, <laughs> that's, but that's I, their logic. I, if you, if shorty was to tell me right now, she going on a girls trip. Like next week or something, or whatever. I'm like, let the no days. I'm hitting the group chat like, nigga, I'm outside for at least two of these and days. She gonna tell you, she gonna be like, hey, nigga, wait, I heard, I heard you out here in these streets. Stay I, your ass I, I, I said, I was outside. I'm outside. I'm gonna go do something. Well, because what I look, because you know what that? What you niggas, know? What, hey, I'm, I could do bad all by myself. You ass stay in there because your ass gonna go go. <laughs> some, some some girl gonna sling coochie at you. All right, and I'm mature and I'm not to accept it. Unless it's like Sonali thing, and then we've had that discussion already. <laughs> I ain't gonna hold you. Sundress season might be out upon us, so that, I, I'm not gonna call you. And if you don't call me, just know you go hit. You go. I'm the 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 disconnect that I'm gonna have. <laughs> my energy will be definitely. High. Oh hell yeah, yeah. Nah nah. If Shorty don't call me at all, don't text or anything like that. Yeah. I'm assuming you sucking dick. Oh, I ain't saying <laughs> I'm not going that far. You say you always think they sucking dick. That's why it's your problem. Hey, hey. Okay, wait. If your shorty goes to some place for five days and she don't hit you in the first not, day or two or anything that's, like that, you tell me that's not your girl. Nobody, nobody, nobody put Jalupa in her mouth. Somebody that's, puts Jalupa in her mouth. That's not your girl. You know your girl category. If she, if she, if if my, if I thought that's what I'm saying. If I thought shorty had that in her, oh, I'm not fucking with her. You got, you just got to show me one shit character, and I know, like, I might not say it, but I understand what it is and what it is, and I'm like, all right, I'm a, I'm gonna do what I got to do. One hundred percent. I, 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 I'm, I'm with you though. I, one text, 
I'm cool with a text because I only like do the whole phone thing after a while, especially especially if I hear your friends being ratchet and hearing friends. Because I ain't gonna lie, I'm I, I just text me because if I hear in the background, I hear your girl be like, "Yes, yeah, it's fucking up." Oh, your 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 whole ass friends about to have you act up out here. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't give a fuck. I'd be like, I'd be chilling. I send a text. That's like because it's like at the end of the day, I when I'm when I'm on a trip with my fe- my fellas and whatever, or I'm out with my fellas, I don't want. I don't want you accosting me either. Like, yo, you good. You got to trust me. If you don't trust me, tell me why you don't trust me. Yeah, just text me. Yeah, sure. Just, just text well, me. I call, you know what it is? Because, you know, if you if it's, if y'all really about it, and the ladies, you, you can tell me if I'm lying, she going to call you while she getting ready. Because, you, know, oh. you know, on a girl's trip, yeah, girls, yes, y'all could be friends for 10 years. You don't want to be around them hoes the whole time. You don't want to share a room. Like, I'm to the point, even with my niggas, I don't want to share a room. Bro, after the cruise of 2019, I told niggas I'm getting my own room forever. Fuck all of y'all. I love y'all. They never fuck all of y'all. <laughs> I said that shit with my whole chest. So, like, you at a point you get your own space. It's like, all right, I'm, what, what I'm going to do? Say, hey, get ready. I'm going to play my music. I'm going to call you. What's up? What's going on? She going to call me. I'm going to see you get ready. I'm going to see the outfit. It's just like, if I don't like it, I'm going to tell you. Yeah, you wild. Now, if you, see, if you see the outfit, the outfit look revealing. You've been like, I'm going to mm. tell you. I'm going to tell you. And, but you know what it is? I think a lot of times girls don't, they don't, like, they don't. That's it. It was like, what, what can you do? She, if she knows real, you're not gonna see the whole thing until she already outside. It's like, what can you do? But be mad, like, bitch, you respect me. What you know? She's like, but you gotta have your room. You got your conversations. Like, you try and get off shit that you know you wouldn't do with me. That's how you know you are. Like, I, I think I'm the same person on vacation with her, on vacation with my friends or family. I'm like, right, I'm cool. Whatever I'm. Oh with. yeah, you don't, you don't do, you don't do too I'm much. I'm about to say, I'm not rolling around with no my nuts out and shit. So. You know, but it's all about respect. It's like, all right, you want to try something? That's cool. But where you going? Where's this going? You going to the? You was going to the pool? All right, cool. Oh, you going to some nigga yacht party to shake your ass? Yeah, you better put it. You better put on a fucking fully fully cheeked up drawers. What's fucking wrong with you? All right, okay. So next time, wait, so no, we, we done this. On. So you, huh? how you calling your shorty? You call her like? What you, what you, I'm not calling her. I, I just want a text message. You know I, I don't want to hear nothing because if I hear if I hear oh, the you, whole friends, you got a brittle, up. you got a brittle spirit. You got a brittle spirit. Yeah, my mind gonna go to places if I hear your friends. Yeah, bitch, get yo mix that drink up. Ah, yeah, twerk twerk. You know they want they love smacking ass. I'm like, oh shit, my girl about to do hood rat shit. Right. <laughs> well, is your girl? Does she do hood rat shit when y'all pre came and when y'all go out? When you guys just respect it, you know who your girl is. She not. Yeah, that's why I said. That's why I'm. I don't know about you, slick. I'm. I'm. Hey, ignorance is bliss with me. I love that. Nah, I, I, I love need, ignorance. Is bliss. I need to know. I need to know all your flaws just so I can be prepared. Yes, um, no, I, I need to know your flaws too. But sometimes it's better. Hey, sometimes better not knowing. Like, I, I need to know, so I was like, I need to know how to proceed. You don't want to be sucker. See, that's, that's you know, when you get anxiety. That's when that's when things start popping up in your head. No, nah, nigga, I was like, all right. Once things once, once things start popping up in my head, I'm going outside. <laughs> you see, though, you I'm see, I'm nah. trying to save myself from that mentality. I'm not, so I'm not saying I'm going outside. I can't tell how I can't tell how much fun you having through text message, phone. I can hear. <laughs> I was like, if I, even hear, if I even hear about any dick in the background from your friends, oh, it's through the roof. It's up and it's stuck. But your girl, <laughs> your girl, probably not gonna call you around her friends for real, for real, because she already know them hoes be saying some wild shit. But, but you know, your friends might come in like, oh, might probably stumbled in the room like, oh yeah, we about to. Oh, I didn't know you was on the phone with your man. Oh, what she said? You, you know how that goes. Yeah, and I'd be like, all right, have fun. I'm about to go. What you about to do? I, I was going chill, but I think I'm gonna go sit. I'm gonna go to the spot. I'm gonna call it. Like, oh, that's the argument there. What you going? Oh, argue? why you want to go out now with your homies now? Because it was not what it, it not what it sounds my, like. And my response would have been, 
You're in whole Jamaica, Dominican Republic, whatever. I'm, why am I sitting in the house watching the dog? What the but fuck? But you is- wasn't trying. You wasn't trying to go out before you heard that. Now you're just being petty. Oh my god! Like okay. I don't know why you want to do this now that I'm on vacation. I, you, right. right now you're in a whole I, argument. I, 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 okay. She's arguing about herself. And then now, and she, now she's, she's going to go out and turn up with her friends because her friend's going to be like, oh, fuck that nigga. He just mad, upset for no reason. Okay. Uh, okay, that's fine. They can say all the shit they want to say. I keep it a stack. <laughs> I keep it a front. I'm going to go have my fun. And then if you want to talk like adults, you can talk like adults. And if you don't want to talk, okay. Have a great night, you sis. See, you playing a dangerous hey, game over here. How? I'm not going. <laughs> I, I, I didn't say I was going to be around bitches. I can go to the sports bar and be chilling. Like, I you know I will go to a bar. You know, watch. you know, you know, you know. Bitches love sports now. They, you know, they, they be, they, I, I go live. You could, women are smart nowadays. They know how to basketball to their ways to some dick. <laughs> oh my god, did the Lakers lose? Yeah. Or oh, if I was on their team, I would, I would, I would have beat them. But you don't know about the five. You don't know. You can't even name five positions. <laughs> now you about to help the Lakers win now. All right, but you also got. Let's be. Let's keep it. Also keep it this that. You know your partner. Like you know, I'm gonna go outside. I'm. I talk to anybody, so it don't matter. And I'm gonna go right the fuck home. I'm not fun to talk to. <laughs> I know for a fact I'm not. I'm fun to talk to until you want to talk about shit that I don't give a fuck about. <laughs> That's true. So, y'all have heard on the podcast, when we bring up a topic about them hood of booger niggas, I'll be like, all right, well, I'll be back in 10 minutes. So, <laughs> hey, man, sometimes, it, but you know, you could be petty as well. So, now if you're going out there on, on petty energy, you're going to, you don't care. You just want to, you just going to talk. Nah, nah, I'm, I'm still selected. I'm picky as fuck. So, I, I'm not just going to talk to anybody. I'm going to talk to the person that likes that guy. She got a husband. Just so, like, look, you got to go home anyway. Look, so we don't got to do nothing below. <laughs> I got a husband, no man cheat, dude. He sucking dick as well. Yeah, that's my biggest fear, dog. Like, oh, we get married and you still want cheat, bitch. Now you gotta die because I'm not giving you half. Yeah. You getting good dick and you getting half my shit too? Nope. So burn this bitch to the ground. That's a fact. Now, slick. We talked about this before. The the man can't do this. We're not gonna go back on that topic. But I just like to tell you now. There's there's a user, a Twitter user over here called. I want to get his name right because he's doing justice for us. Southside underscore gun. Do you know the list has gone past 300 now, Slick? Oh, yeah. According to that list, I'm a whole fish. So I don't give a fuck about that list. <laughs> Nick, yo, okay. I'm going to point out a few of them, Slick. And you go tell me if this is ridiculous or not. I'm going to Number 262. Drink almond milk. Oh. Can't drink almond milk. Damn, I'm, I'm gay. Carry on. Oh, my. Um, 271. Can't order fried calamari. I let her do that. I never ordered it myself. I don't. The words that come out of my mouth. So that's her. <laughs> Relax. Two hundred and seventy-six have the audacity to walk. Oh shit! I'm a walking hoe. God damn. Now this is one of my favorite ones because this started a whole lot of thread or something else. Two seventy-nine. Run when the function gets shot up. <laughs> I mean. You saw, the, you saw the time we was at the park. I didn't roll up the only like, Y'all niggas is all moving. Like, we got to see what's happening so we know which way to go. So I get shit. So, no, but this started a whole topic of, oh, my God. It gives me the ick if, if my man starts run. Like, wait, you want me to stand up straight, loud, proud, and you want me to get shot by a straight bullet, bitch? You got no respect for me. There's it, a few one over here. Okay. Here's a lot of one. Um, dip um, 332. Dip your toe in any body of water to check the temperature. What the fuck? I'm not jumping in that shit without checking it. What's wrong with you? 
Um, number 340, playing with a controller that has a joystick. <laughs> See, now these bitches is getting bored. I'm, I'm annoyed. <laughs> oh, this is one you... I, I've seen you do this a couple of times. 336, drink twisted tea. What the fuck? Why you put my business out there, bitch? Why can't you put that out <laughs> Oh, wait, this is one that... Okay, this is something that we did. 253, go bowling. 251, drink smoothies. Um, 258, singing When I See You Louder Than Women. Oh, I say I say that shit my whole fucking chest, nigga. I know, if, if you're on Twitter, go on at Southside Underside Gun. That's, that's with two ends. And go look at the list. He keeps adding it every single day, a new one. And we're going to reach to 500 by the by the summertime. Oh, yeah, it's gonna niggas be, can't do nothing. It's going to be real nasty in the summertime. It's going to be real nasty. <laughs> this is like just they already saying they already saying we can't wear up hike up shorts out here. We can't wear the thigh shorts. <laughs> but they can be outside with them. I'm sorry. Okay. Wait, hold on. 92. Let flies land on you. That is some. We can't. I mean, how you, I mean you got wait a number 99. Have an office job. Damn, nigga, you gay. Oh my god. <laughs> Wait, one one number one eighty seven dying. A nigga can't eat gummy bears. I'm Niggas can't even eat. Gu- listen to Scissor. Oh shit! So you can't listen to Scissor no more. That's on uh, number one ninety seven over here. I don't fuck with women that sub- that subscribe to this logic. So I don't give a fuck. This is some young girls. <laughs> <laughs> got shit to do with me. I was about to say something. Oh wild. I nah. <laughs> Man, you can't play big. All right. Anywho. All right. Next topic. We're going to do this real quick. Gabrielle Union set the internet on fire by saying that her and D Wade split things 50 50. And that had the whole gender war going at it. Why? Cause what What's if, your thoughts on this? Why? Because a lot of women feel like if a nigga got money, he's supposed to take pay her all shit so she could do what she wants. That's the Ooh, this one did you, you you try to get them to hate you now? It's like, what's going on? I said, I said, some women. <laughs> there is a large population of women that feel like a nigga with money is only his only purpose is to ensure that they have the soft life. Is that not something that has been said? I'm not saying all women. I definitely preface it by saying some women, and we've had that. There's a the, and a lot of the idea of that thought process is permeated through social media, which is all bullshit, because the idea of protection providing is definitely shifted. From what it was a hundred years ago I seen this video Really broke it down Pretty well But at the same point A lot of Like I said Money became a personality type Or a dating archetype You got money No matter what you look like A lot of times Sugar daddy Sugar grandpa Sugar uncle Whatever You A lot of, For a lot of women You are in play mm-hmm. And it's not like They're gonna take you Romantically seriously But they'll play the game Yeah sure We can go here You can do this You, say, you put me in all these places To be successful And, and this might not go well There is a, a small contingent of women that Yo, money make them come So hey, you rich, you can get this pussy I think I think also a lot of thing was She said that she had like fi- Financial anxiety Because one of the headlines was like She fears that if a movie gets cancelled She can't pay the bills because her and D-Wade Split everything 50-50 yeah. and go, But going back to that, right So there's a small The things I'm talking about is a small percentage of women, right we think about in mm-hmm. reality, a lot of women have come up with the mindset that she has that I got to be able to take care of my own. Not to that extent, because, you know, your husband your husband definitely does have hundreds of millions of dollars. You have 
millions and millions of dollars based off your career, maybe hundreds of millions as well, right? Her thing is like, I don't ever want a nigga to tell me I can't do this because without you. Mm-hmm. And for a man to hear that, that could be either unsettling or it could be sexy as fuck. Like, I'm glad that you want to have your own. Allow me to, supp- to supplement <laughs> and provide the lifestyle where you don't have to worry about those things. Like, Or if you do want to still split, if you there's a chance that you can't, I got you. You know, that's the beautiful thing about relationships and partnerships. But it's that small percentage of waterheads that want, that were upset because, hey, if you got this money, da, 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 you should take care of me and I should be able to keep my own. That only worked when they was working certain jobs that wasn't paying a lot of money. You feel that's, me? That's when the, the wage gap was really a gap. Yeah, you feel me? So that's why I think it, it caused an uproar. But I don't see anything wrong with it. And I think that if, like, in my mind, to get to a space where, like, I'm making substantially more money than my woman, if that's the, if that is the kind of fruition, yes, I'm going to lighten the load on her. But that's a decision that I'm going to come to with her. Exactly. And it might not necessarily, if it's not her, if we're not together, it might not lend itself to the next woman because I trust that woman's business that's, that's in the next room. I trust that woman financially to make decisions that's going to benefit the household. That comes with it as well. Like, I've seen you work this way. I understand that if I take on more household responsibility, we could put more money into a business, into our family trips, if there's children, to, to child-like expenses, right? There's a lot of different layers that go into that conversation. But to the small percentage of waterheads that was like, yeah, I got to get me a nigga with money that's going to take care of me so I could be living a lifestyle that doesn't warrant, that, that my what I, my situation does not warrant, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's the question. Like you got UPS, they, they, they was boys. They just, we had the conversation about them sit, shitting on you know bus, bus drivers, drivers and conversations that like like oh I'm on, I don't want a bus driver either. I don't want yo. If y'all in a situation where that bus driver salary is holding it down for y'all, or you're in a state where that situation is holding it down for you, or y'all your your money, your, his, he's doing sixty, you're doing forty. I seen the tweet. Sometimes it's fifty fifty, sometimes it's sixty forty, sometimes it's seventy thirty. You know, in either direction. That's the thing. A lot of people not dating for love. A lot of people not dating to, for interaction and purpose. Transaction, and uh, you said you hit that shit right on on the head, bro. It's like I understand. First of all, I want to tackle on the next episode or so on Patreon. We really have to start putting a definition behind protect and provide. I feel like I'm gonna send you the, the whole notion of I'm gonna send you a video. Huh? There's a video I watched yeah. that has a, a a great idea on that. I'll send that to you. I think I think when, and this is my opinion. I think when women hear men talk, or when they hear when they say um, provide, provide, you shouldn't be only looking for a guy to provide something financially. You should also he should also be providing spiritually, mentally, and other aspects. You shouldn't just look towards the man for financial provision. And I think that's something that women. Certain women that focus on this or certain women on, on these social media platforms that make it a known thing are, are 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 not grasping on. You should focus on like and I don't want to beat a dead horse about the um Ebony K thing. It was basically what Ivana was saying about more about the niggas character and morals. And then you can focus on the financial part. Because if the men just on cause that's why I say you get a lot of these women dating scammers and stuff like that, yeah, he could provide for you. F- um, financially, but y'all realize during the relationship, this nigga's character is flaw. He he doesn't know what it means to be committed. He he doesn't know how to communicate. He doesn't know how to make you feel. He doesn't know how to reassure you or know how to help you with the emotional labor. But he could provide money for you because that's what he's good at. 
Does that qualify as a good man? No. You should find a guy who execute on all those levels. And if she feels like, and they're both millionaires. They're not losing out on the mill. <laughs> Gabrielle Union was a prominent figure in the industry before D-Wade, and I think she's, she's still doing a great job. And if that's what, in 50-50, if that's what you and your man wants to do, that's perfectly fine. I feel like when we bring up the 50-50 part, unless, unless you have a understanding with your partner that, hey, I'm not going to work, and I'm going to stay home and do the household, wife thing then yes brother you supposed to cover everything but if y'all both working if you so you tell me you go to school get your masters get your bachelors or work your way through any industry so you can have all this money and not contribute to nothing towards the family i don't think so i don't think that will sit right to you and fellas be more than just a financial provision also work on your character too be a man of your words. Also, know how to provide for your woman spiritually, mentally. Be just more than just a financial. What word I would like to be? Be more than just being financial. Work on your character. Develop yourself. Work on communicating. So you can just be more than just money bag in the relationship. Oh, I'm getting bet. You're slick. Ouch! I'm, I'm getting media training. I'm getting media training. I'm getting better at this. Yeah, you know, like, I'm getting better at this. You're not as uncouth as you once were. Fifty episodes. Ago. Hey, I'm getting better at this. I don't hear no more. Brian hate Blackwood. I just stood up. I'm holding men accountable. You feel me? So summer's around. So if you want to give me some coochie because of that, I'm. <laughs> you see, you don't be indulging my shit. Come on, slick. <laughs> I don't, I, I, nigga. I know you. I'm not even listening to your ass no more. You got too many standards. I'm being, I'm being, I'm being hopeful out here. I'm not, I'm not bashing women. I'm understanding. I'm listening, slick. I am being there for women now. This is, this is new me, new. This is new Brian over here. This is new B Breezy over here. We're not bashing women. We are helping women. We, I love you, black women. I love you women in general, but shout out to my black queens. Now, Slick, for our Choose One scenario this week, uh-huh. to wrap up this episode, would you rather never be able to masturbate again or not be able to eat solid foods again? Choose one. What the fuck is wrong with you? I feel like every week. <laughs> so I either can't beat my meat or I can't have solid food. Yeah, and then you drinking smoothies for the rest of your life. <laughs> I might have to. I, I I might just have to drink smoothies for the rest of my life. <laughs> hey, brother, come on now. Who 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 else gonna love yourself besides yourself? Yeah, come on now. Who else know bro, your body more than you, bro? Them days, the night she don't want to. She just. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired too, and not getting no coochie. <laughs> Fuck. Come on now. You telling me I can't beat my meat? I'm about to say, I'm a shit. Nigga, I, I, know I love my, ice I, cream. Does, does ice cream count as solid food? No, nah, it's not. It's not solid. It melts. I like soup too. Shout out to all my Haitian soup jumu in this bitch. You feel me? I'm about to say shit. I ain't going for. I know myself very well, so I'm not going to stop knowing myself. I'm definitely going now. That's all right. And I'll then also, a, I could I could masturbate with a pocket pussy. Oh, it's lit. 
I'm gonna say got the veganism, so you know I get the I add the protein powder and stuff. You know, blend up my fruits, my veggies. Get get get, get one of those like little Amazon little spinny blender shits. Mm-hmm. It's good. I'll be straight. How long? Yeah, that's fine. It's lit out here. I'm being mommy like it owes me money. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, that's a great way to end it. Um, please follow us on all social media at This Might Not Go Well. If any branded deals, business opportunities, please email us at thismightnotgoat at gmail.com. I'm the host with the most BBs, AK Poppy Size Zone. It's your boy Slick Grayson. Y'all be great. Remember, keep those wins and losses in sight, and we out of here. Y'all be great. To Cal. Try to tell them we up next, you can't stop that. Uh-huh. <laughs> this your favorite podcast, favorite podcast. Every show is lit, baby. You know what we finna do. Slick on talk that slick talk, he gon' get political. Okay. Do not switch topics, nope. niggas is toxic. Poppy shots don't always say it's something wrong, but if you don't like it, what we saying, nigga? Oh well, we try to tell you, baby, this might not go yeah. well. <laughs> this might not go. Hey, <laughs> hey, that's it, one take. We not even doing it again. Keep that, that's the one.